Yeah, so, I'm doing just fine. Do you, do you have do you have your list, or are we just going off the cuff here, buddy? I get I have stuff that. Uh, how how? What's that? Go ahead. I don't have a real list. I just it's just in my head, which mm. it can get lost really simply. That oh way. yeah, that uh, filing cabinet is like my head. It's like oh my god, it's yeah, it's not really a cabinet. It's more like if you took all your files and threw them on the floor, and then you go yeah. scatter around and look for them. Yeah, mine's like a steel trap. Everything can get in, but nothing, nothing gets out. comes out. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's great. So on that list inside your head, in that steel trap, how far down on the list is Nelson's home theater? Uh, it's right towards the top. I mean, it's, oh, my God, huh? I, I I was like speechless. Like when I went to your house too, I'm just, I'm like taking, I'm like, is it okay? Oh, you don't have pictures? to be nice. Let's not talk about mine. This is all about Nelson. <laughs> I mean, you go into the basement and I'm like, oh, okay, well, here it is. Yeah. No, that's not it. That's, that's the waiting room. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, oh, I see where it is. It's over. It's over in there where that, where that sign is. <laughs> no, that's the, that's the post waiting room free entry into the, yeah, into the theater. Yeah. It, it is. Awesome. It is very, I mean, it really is like walking into, like I was telling him, like walking into a showroom yeah. or, you know, either, um, or, you know, previewing projectors or like a screener room or even we just sat there and listened to music also. And um, it, it's like being in one of those high end stores where you just yeah. sit there and, and everything is like perfect. I yeah. mean. He did a great job with it. Uh, have you have you seen um, on the website? You saw his old one down in New Jersey, right? It's on the website, on my website. Uh, uh, no, I didn't, okay. I didn't go and look at that. But. He's one of the first ones. Uh, so yeah. go go to the website, brightsidehometheater.com, and go under theaters. And he's one of the first, if not the first, I, I, I forget. But his theater in Jersey was amazing. It was yeah. like he had a lobby area and I remember it's, I mean, this is obviously before I met him, before I, I got to know him and he sent me the pictures and I said, I grabbed it. And I said to my wife, I'm like, look at this. He's got theater rope. I was like, he's got the theater. And that was down in Jersey. And I'm like, I've always, he had in Jersey what I've always wanted. I've always wanted that lobby area. He had a couch there all his memorabilia he i mean he's been obviously like all of us he's been at this for a long time and he's just done i mean he's nailed it and um inspiration to all of us (laughs) you know because we're all trying to get there and it it is it is amazing to see and it's um it's a lot of fun to go in and i really love how like like he's got that um the star wars case and i mean it's it's a, it's like the size of a whole, the whole wall. Right. And, uh, I think I tweeted out a picture of it back, back when I was there and it, it is, he's, it's, it's so much fun. So much fun. How long did you hang out with him? Oh, just a couple hours. I got there. I think what 
like noontime, and I left, I think it was around seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. I, I when I went down, I, there I was a snowstorm coming. I could have stayed for longer. I yeah. mean, it, it just. Yeah, he had to kick you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> When I went down there, I wanted to stay longer, but it was it was a night. Uh, I got there probably, I think, at four. And I was like, all right, because there was a snowstorm coming. And it, it, in a weird way, co- to where we live, you come east. So I thought yeah. for sure I would be like, if I just get out of here before it hits, because snowstorms, at, when I left there, I have to head east to come home. So I'm thinking okay, anything coming at us is coming from the West. That's the way the weather usually goes around here, right? So I'll be ahead of it. And I left and I just ran right into it. But when I left, I I kept like, all right, I'll just, we just kept chatting and talking. We had a great time. And like you, I was like, all right, four, I'll be out of there by six, six thirty. You know, I'm I'm like, we'll get out of there. I didn't get out until like eight thirty. And it was, and then I ran right into the snowstorm and I'm like, oh no. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, it's if it wasn't for the snowstorm, I probably would have hung out a little longer too. He was, uh, his, he was wife wasn't around. He was home alone, and he was like, "Just want we just hung out and chatted." Yeah, and that's what's happening on Monday. I, I'm off next week, and oh, nice. uh, the kids are gone. My girlfriend's in training, and uh, and Nelson's coming over <laughs> from work. Around, right? It's not like a relationship right. thing. You're training. It's not like my girlfriend's no. in training. You know, I had to send her away. <laughs> training for for uh for teaching so. yeah um so he's coming over and oh nice i i hope he's not too disappointed because like i go to your house i go to his or your, your your place and his place and you guys have all this memorabilia you guys have you know everything on the walls you walk into my room it's just it's just black black that's it I there's like nothing it. else yeah there's nothing it's super yeah. simple no bells and whistles. There's no equipment to look at. Nothing. It's all. It's all just, about the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that, no, that's, I mean, that's the thing. He has that ability where his, all of his memorabilia is outside the room. That's where I eventually want to get. It's, uh, I wanted to try and do a very smaller version in here back when I, when I built this place. But, yeah. um, but you know, kids, need space too so it it just got overrun but not overrun but taken up by other things over the years so all my memorabilia ended up in the room and yeah you know but ideally i would like the room to be like nelson's like clean um john brock's i love his memorabilia and stuff i'm going to integrate a little bit of that like what he did Mm -hmm. like inside the room like it's not like obtrusive but you come in and you can barely tell this memorabilia, like his bar table and stuff with the pieces in it. Um, yeah. Really? I mean, there's fun things you can do. And that's like, I've been saying for a long time, it's like these theaters are a piece of art and it's a creative way. And yours is too. Don't, don't sell yourself short because it, you, you wedged in a theater. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago into a room that really shouldn't have a theater in it. And that's what we're all really doing. Right. You know, so, um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for you guys to hang out again and see what Nelson thinks and he'll, I he'll like more, it. Yeah. I, so I have some more work to do this weekend, uh, and make some additional, uh, soundproofing 
and things like that. So uh, I'm actually, instead of just making the plain old rectangle or something like that, I was thinking about making maybe some triangles and uh, maybe putting some, you know, different colored cloth on or something like that so that there's a splash of color in there anyways, because <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no color in there. Yeah. Uh, so why, why do you want color? Just because you see like what, uh, like try to jazz it up a little bit. It's- yeah, just, just to try and jazz it up a little bit. That, that's all, you know, so it, it gives you something of some type of contrast. Cause when you walk into just a black room, there's no contrast. It's just black. <laughs> that's, that's the, it. there's, that's there's the antithesis of contrast. <laughs> just everything's black. Right. <laughs> that's no dynamic range. Correct. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, I think, I think that's it for right now. Just those. Um, but I might also be changing out my speakers. The, the emo- no, my XM, <laughs> my 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 processor. It's an XMC two, the Emotiva. Yeah, I'm just starting to have issues with it that just really? are irritating. Yeah, like what? That's brand new. You got that right after I was there. Yeah, that's yeah. the one you got right afterwards. Yeah, I should just start stuck uh, stuck with the Arcam, um, and just added amps to it and used it as a processor. But this one, I, I was holding out because apparently there there's going to be a big update at the end of the year where oh geez. you sent where you send it back in and then they're going to send you something new of course there's a price tag to that um uh, but it's of just course. you know everything is just how slow you, on it yeah how do you feel about that like i listen to the guys like tom and rob at av rant and they talk about stuff like that about updates coming and i think emotiva is one of the ones that they t- and i i love emotiva don't get me wrong i, I love my amps um the amps I, I think they're high quality speakers. amps for 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 good money for decent mm-hmm. money right and um i love them i'm actually thinking of adding well i'm going to add more but uh i'm wondering if i should go all emotiva or actually make my way towards upgrading my amps you know, yeah. as a, you know, uh, end game product. But, but yeah. anyways, that aside, um, talking about like up, like the idea of this, like where you download a new update, JVC has nailed it with their projectors. They do a great job with that. Right. But the promises, right. right. Like, I think where it's JVC pretty- nailed it is they don't tell you just all of a sudden you're like, what is an upgrade, an upgrade for my projector for free. Well, you're like well, fantastic. Also- they also they give you a, a fully functioning product yeah. right off right off the bat, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, it really irritates me. I, I just wish they would companies would just wait when it's a fully baked product because I was thinking that the other day we didn't used to have updates for. Well, you couldn't. Right? Do it. They'd have to mail right. it to you. Right. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, yeah, and you'd have to put in a little chip or something. But that's what I mean. Right. Everything was fully operational. You know, your VCR, yeah. there was no, no update yeah. for that. You right. Know? You updated your VCR by getting a DVD player. It's exactly. Like, you know, but I will say not, not to confuse it at all, but like the higher end stuff, you know, yeah. your storm audio and um, what you call it, the, the yeah, turn off and turn things off, like that. all, you know, the higher ends, you, like you just said, you're getting a fully baked product to begin right. with but it's also future proof. 
like they future proof it enough that it's like, you don't have to get a whole new system. You can buy a board or you need, or you can get an update when the future comes. It's not like it, it, the idea of like what I'm talking about here that I'm like, I'm surprised people buy it. And I, I love to hear your rationale for like, okay, they're telling me here, get this now, but we're going to make it even better later. And it's like, but if I bought that product over there, I'd have it. Why would I? Why would you buy a half baked product? Right. Um, and, I, and I bought it just because I wanted. I, I've heard good things about you know Emotiva. I, I've had their amps before. They, like you said, their amps are great. Um, and I don't know. I just always. I don't like. I don't like to be. Um, like a follower, not really a follower, but you know. Yep. The easy, the easy, the easiest thing is just buy a Denon or a Marantz. Yeah. But everyone has that. I, I want, I want to be different. I want to be just yeah. a little. Hey, you know me. I'm yep. different. I'm yeah. <laughs> no, I feel the same way, buddy. I really do. And it's, I mean, I, the re, I ended up with like my Marantz right now because it was the simplest and it was mm-hmm. something that I need, you know, I wanted to do. Um, and be able to have and move forward and not have a lot of complications right now. Right. But I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like, I mean, getting to cars, I love my Mazda I, the RX eight. I, it's my show car. I baby that thing like crazy. Um, I don't know if you heard, I think Brett, um, Brett Bjorkowicz when he, when he was on here. Yeah. And he was telling me, well, he said on the show, I think it was on the show. Maybe it was afterwards when we were chatting, but he goes, I don't understand those people that don't take their cars to the track. He goes, what a waste of time. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> I was like, I, because I love, like, I love the beauty of the cars. I love, I do love to drive them. Don't get me wrong. And like I said to him, I've done track days. I've, I've raced fast on tracks and off tracks. It, it's, I don't, I can't say I don't get a kick out of that. Um, oh boy. Hang on a sec. Oh man! What? No, it's my TV just came. Up. My new monitor I have here. The whole thing just went gray and said, "Press a button, otherwise it'll go into standby." <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> um, but anyways, so what I was saying is like, I love the beauty of the car. I work on them, I paint them. That's what I do, and I love keeping it clean. But to to your point, it's different. That Mazda is. It's got a rotary engine in it. It's. Right. It's a, I mean, I bought it cause it's a sports car and it's like a go-kart. You sit down on the ground. Right. But, but when I've, I've taken that to shows with my buddies and, uh, I think I told you this when you were here and it, it's like, we went to a, uh, Ford show at Tasca down in uh, Rhode Island and it's, it was a Ford show, tons of like GT, the, like the legit GTs, the $400,000 cars, you know? Um, but it was all Fords. Every guy in the, in our group had a Ford, you know, there's guys in our group that have multiple cars. They go to a Chevy, they take the Chevy, they go to a Ford, they take their Ford, you know? Um, and I've got my one car and they, they invited me, the group invited me. They're like, come on, go, we'll go down. We'll have a blast. I'm like, okay, make a day of it. Right. And I'm in the line and it, they, they tried to kick me out. And my, my, my buddy in the front and it's in charge of it. And he's like, no. No, he's, he's with us. Okay. They let me come in and I swear to God, I, every, 
because it wasn't a Ford and it's in there, everybody's walking around going, is that a rotary? Is that a rotary? Oh my God. There were people all around the car. And I'm like, there's, you know, exotic Ford exotics all over the place. And you're like, but it was that it's because like you said, it's like, it's fun to be different. It's fun to experiment with other things, you know, and I don't blame you at all at all. That's awesome. Um, and like you were saying with the, um, you know, expandability or f- f- uh, future proofing. That's why I bought that NAD, uh, the T758, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's no, no expanding on that. I've oh. had it for what, five years? Oh, really? And you can get replacement cards, but like I contacted them and said, do you guys have any, you know, plans on making a, you know, HDMI 2.1 board? No, that, that's getting to be, you know, an old model. So no, I'm like, Okay, but you're still selling it for the exact same price at Crutchfield, and you know it's still getting updated. That so, could be more of a like Crutchfield bought a crap load of them. It's not really like oh, it, yeah, you I never mean, know, you know. I mean, like they had, they had this because mine's a version three. They had version two, version three, version three I. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, that's why I bought that because I figured, you know, oh great, you know. It's future proof. I'm going to be able to, you know, swap cards out and be able to upgrade it and just leave everything normal. Nope. Nope. Yep. Yeah. It's, I I used to, NAD, they were one that I used to look at back in the day is like, and it was part of your system, right? And it was something that you could upgrade. And it was, I don't know, just one of those things that you always admired. You're like, oh, that'd be nice to have a whole, and especially when you see the ads and like the whole systems NAD. And you're like, oh, yeah, this looks so nice. It's like, because you knew it was, yeah, it was different, but it was supposed to be that was quality, was quality like high quality, right? you know. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, I I love that thing. Um, and I got it because it didn't have all of the analog inputs on the back, you know. So it has just just what I what I need. It doesn't have, you know, composite video, you know, because before I bought it, it was still at the end of the era where people still might have something, uh, you know, analog to plug in or whatever. But right. I'm like, all I have is HDMI stuff. That's, if you look at the back of it, it's just, you know, like six HDMIs and then the outputs and in the uh, preamp inputs. So, yeah. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Um, and I, when I was talking um, with Chris, and uh chris deering and he like schooled me on hdmi um it's like i think of like that's why i think hdmi i think it's fine right but he he is right it's like there is when he when when you understand it his way and like there are such better ways dj (laughs) like they're like they do exist we just don't use them and you're like right they're in the pro field not in right Exactly. And he's like, so that from that perspective, he's correct. But then also going back to looking at the back of the receivers 20 years ago before HDMI and talk about not clean. I mean, it was you had input after input that was in the outputs. You had input. I love that. Yeah, I I did, too, because you got way more like spaghetti and it was like and it was fun and it. That's where you needed, you know, guys like us would get called because people, it was so funny. I remember people connecting their system out to out 
Yeah. Like it, it just because, well, it matches. No, that's not how it works. It's like, you're not trying. It's, you know, this isn't like whack-a-mole, like, or match game where like, yeah. I got the red and the red together. Let's put them together. No, out, exactly. out. No, it's, they, they don't understand. I don't, I can't even wrap my head around that logic. I just know how many times, or it'd be in and in. They're like, okay, we're going in here. Well, I want the one that matches that, so I'll go in on that. <laughs> so their receiver, in on the receiver is connected to in on the you know, DVD player whatever. or yeah. DVD or, you know, VCR or whatever. <laughs> and then the, the um, how do you get something with coax into something else? And you would have to run it. You'd get your, your, your VCR would have the coax so you could tape <laughs> shows. And then you'd go the out from that into your receiver or oh, yeah, into your receiver right yeah. and then from there you would go out from there into your television oh my god people would be like oh i got that they just I, th- there were so many ways between here and tuesday to screw that up and they would yeah. every single one and they're like i don't know what's going on i don't understand this like, oh. but yeah. and now it's hdmi and as bad as it is, like I said, it's like, it's two way. You can't, there's, I mean, there are HDMI cables that are one way. The actual components are two way, right? And it's boom, boom. And uh, so it, it, the world has gotten better. But in, speaking of that, you mentioned Marantz, Denon. Remember how many brands there were back in the 90s? And now, doesn't it feel like it's, Den and Morantz is one, right? It's that's just one, and I feel like they're the, just the major player. Then you have Onkyo, yeah, and then Yamaha. What, Yamaha, Sony for receivers, right? Yeah. For for uh, audio equipment, it, it and it's like to me, maybe I'm wrong, and it's just it's the world that we're in, right? Our environment, this community, yeah. it, it's like. It's kind of like, you know, you run a, you know, on the NHL, NHL network will run a poll. What's the best sport in America? And they're like, oh, my God, hockey won. Well, yeah, everybody watching is a hockey is a hockey fan, right? It's kind of like here. We're all in this world and we know. And it's like you get your Onkyo, you get your Denon. And then after that, it feels like it's like how many people are getting the Sony receivers or the Yamaha receivers or the pioneers have got to and I've kind of had the twinge toward it, I, towards it because I see like Todd puts out the reviews on all these things and I've had Sony's pioneers, Yachts, too, yeah. all of them. Right. And it's like, and I remember back in the day, Onkyo was way down on the list. It was Sony pioneer was top. No, I'm sorry. Marantz was always top. Then it was Denon pioneer. And then Yamaha was was the um was the fun the fun kid because it had all the DSPs. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you had to get you had to experiment with a Yamaha at least once and put something on in church mode yeah. <laughs> and listen to your room echo. And and Sony had that too. They had a lot yeah. of those DSPs also. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And um but now it just feels like it's it's Denon Morantz, Onkyo, and steep drop and and is it because the quality and the consistency of denon and marantz and and onkyo and then the others are just like nobody i i don't i don't get it 
I, I don't get it. I, you'd think there would be more play there. Right. But, yeah, I mean, maybe it's like we keep saying, you know, we're getting to the point of how much better can anything get? I mean, if you're, you can already get the best experience with a Denon or Marantz, why, you know, why do you want to go to something different? Or like yeah. Yamaha or yeah. Sony or the Pioneer. Uh, I guess those are for, the, you know, quote unquote fanboys of those, those brands or whatever. But. Or, dare I say, uh, and I, I hate to offend anybody that has any of those, but maybe just not enough knowledge to know what you're getting on the other. I, to me, if I had to guess, I think it's the room correction. I know it was for me. Um, I, I had Onkyo for years. They had Odyssey. Uh, then they did away with it. And I still, and, and I stuck with Onkyo because it was cheaper. It was the cheaper alternative. And it was the cheapest one I could get to get my Atmos. And that was the first, the first time I stepped away from Odyssey in probably 15 years at that time I'd had, or 10 or 15 years. And they, Onkyo at that time had, they had done away with the licensing of Odyssey and they did their own version. And I was just so excited to get Atmos that I, I, I thought I was getting a great experience. And then it was like four or five years later, I upgraded to the Denon and that was my first Denon. I'd never had a Denon in Marantz before. Cause those were, they were considered higher end of, of this class. And I, I just never could never afford it. Yeah. And, um, Based on that recommendation, I was like, oh, I'm all right, I'll get it. And it, the audit, the room correction jump there was just amazing. And it, and I, I, I think that's what it is now. And it's so Onkyo took a step back, uh, because they didn't have the licensing. And then obviously Dirac comes on and we have a competition there, but it's a high, it's a, it's a good competition, right? They're, they're comparable. And I don't know what does what does Sony have? I don't even know because I don't know enough about the product. To yeah, know, the, like I think they have their own proprietary mm. stuff, almost like you know, like Wipeout with the Yamaha. Yeah, um, but even like the some of the Onkyos now have Direct, like the, mm. the RZ50 and 70, um, the Integra, which is the same thing as the uh, Onkyo, also has that. But they have both. They have like um, they gave AccuEQ and they have uh, the Dirac. Yeah, you're starting to see that off. more and more. Even Denon Marantz is trying is starting to get Dirac incorporated. Yeah, which is it, I think that's going to be fun. I think people are going to experiment with it. Uh, I I can't wait to see. Hopefully, bring down the price of Dirac. Also, yes and no. I mean, I've already spent like I myself. I've already spent like seven hundred dollars on direct with, with the different receivers that I had because mm -hmm. I've had to buy additional licenses or whatever. And it's so. Do you find like? Do you think it's worth it, or is it like a night out at the movies? Like you spent that money, or my buddy that gambles, he'll go out and take five hundred dollars, go to the casino, and he's not done until he's at empty literally yeah. i've been with him he'll have 2500 bucks in his pocket and be like oh i'm not done yet till he's at zero because he enjoys the the games the gamesmanship yeah. he's not there to win he's there to have fun right yeah. so 
are you are you buying these mm, room correction formulas or whatever you want to call them and then playing with them and is that part of the fun to you it's not really about the end game part it's not about getting the room right which that is what you're trying to do or are you just trying to experiment because you do love to experiment clearly you like different stuff you've had you're constantly that's why you're danny speakers you're always getting different speakers you love to tinker you're you're a you know wood guy you're 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 like me you love to play with that stuff It, it is that do you think that's why you're you're spending the money on that stuff uh probably yeah and again because it's it's something that's different i mean right you hear everyone talk about you know odyssey xt odyssey xt you know or xt32 um yeah you know, not a lot of people talk about Dirac. And again, just like with, with Plex, you know, everyone thinks, you know, oh, well, Dirac is hard to use. It's difficult. You know, it, I don't find, I don't find that to be the case. It's just, it, sometimes it takes a little longer because you're, you have to do a couple of other steps before, you know, you jump in, like it doesn't do auto, uh, the auto leveling and, and things like that for your speakers or, or check the polarity. It's, Again, it's just a stripped down, not stripped down, but it's a straight to the point program. Mm. It, it does one thing for you, and that's it, to make try and make your room sound as good as it can. And it, it is pretty versatile with, with all the, um, you know, you can use the curtains, which I think they had curtains before uh, Odyssey did. So, you know, you can do just a certain... Uh, Frequency range, or yep. you know, or cut off. Just you know, you don't want and you don't want to do any bass because you have a mini DSP that you do all your. You know, you've already went through REW and set those up for the room or whatever. So right, um, but I don't know. I just I, I love. I just like working with that. I just think yeah. it's fun to do. But um, again, it's just something different. Yeah, yeah, and it's. You know? it, that's it's that's part of the hobby right and it's like you're like oh they're charging all this money but it's like well they they charge money for steaks and we eat right Right. and it's like so you're feeding that home theater you know hunger the monster right and you're feeding it and it's like okay now what's next and it's it almost feels like if they just kept giving it to you for free that wouldn't even be as fun You'd feel like it was like, what good is this? This is free. Can't be as good. It's funny you said that because I just got, I just did a survey yesterday for Dirac. It was like a hundred questions or something like that. And one of them was, you know, uh, what's a good price range, you know, free, you know, one to 200 over. And yeah, I spent, spent the time went through that. And that's because that's one of the things, you know, if it was free, people might not see any value in it. Because you're not putting out anything, so yeah. it doesn't really, really mean anything. You know, it's just it's free. Yeah. Oh, you get what you pay for, right? And right. it's like, so we'll we'll put out a free version, and I mean, you could put out the free version and then put out a version for like fifty dollars, and it would be the same version, same and people would pay the fifty because they think it was better quality. It's like, well, or even better, it's ten dollars, right? Yeah. It's it's that close. Well, it's got to be better. Like, what's the difference right. between the two? And it's like, and I don't know, you'd rename it or something, but it's literally the same thing. And yeah. because what's funny is all of these things, Odyssey, Dirac, any of them, all they are is an 
automated way to do exactly what you do with REW, right? And it's like, or just doing it the way we used to do it in your room with no computers, a tape measure and a sound meter. It's the exact same thing. It's just an automated way to do it to, to maybe help you. I mean, we had, yeah, but we had equalizers back then. We were doing all of this stuff with outboard compute, like out, not computers, but offboard stuff and filter. We did it on our own, but now part of the hobby is taking the thing that's supposed to automate it and playing with the automation. (laughs) So so you're, you're like, you're taking like the, the, the future, the future tech and using it like the old days. And it's, it's, but that, that's what to me is what's so much fun. It's like, it's fun watching people do this because it's like you're you're just you're going backwards. It's meant to do it for you, and then but people want to tinker with it, and they they'll in oh that oh Odyssey EQ that's no good. You can't tinker with it. That's not what it was meant for. <laughs> it's made for, and that's why I think of you know like um like Apple and Android. You know, you get an Apple phone because you just want something that works, right? And it works ninety nine percent of the time. Uh, or you can get an Android, mess around with it like I used to do, and you know, and break it and not have it work for a few days and be without a phone. So, you know, it would it would work, you know, yeah, a hundred percent of the time, sixty percent of the time because <laughs> I'm I'm breaking it. Uh, you know, that's that's how I I, I look at how you know, like Odyssey and Dirac would you know. If, if, because Odyssey's a little more locked down, where maybe you can't, I'm just speculating. I don't have Odyssey, so I can't say for yeah. sure, but I'm just saying from what I've read and heard, you know, it's a little more locked down. It's not, it's not as, uh, as, uh, adjustable as you can pay or, for or maybe it. Is but not. yeah, yeah, it is. You can, you can pay for the pro version, the Odyssey, whatever it is, pro or whatever. And it, it's basically, I haven't used it yet. I've heard great things about it. A lot of people have told me to try it and do it. I'll enjoy it. Uh, just don't have the time. And But I do want to play with it. But it is that, it's that funny. Like I just said, it's like these things were meant to make it simpler for us. Oh, great. But we're not, we're not happy with that because we think it's not doing it 100% right. So we want to get in there and tinker with it. But the more people I hear from, the tinkering is what's making the mistakes in their room. Like if you just, you know, the human error, it's like, we're, it, that's where you screw up. And it's like if you just let it do its thing, most of it is your room. It's your room. It's like, you know, if, it, if you had your room set up perfectly, you don't even need this or whatever it does is very minimal. Right. And that's supposedly that's what I understand about Trinov. It's like you're meant to like a Trinov. You run these things like in a living room space, but get a dedicated theater experience because they're just so good at at EQing everything. Right. And it, you know, and that's why Todd said that. And I, I've see, seen some other reviews on it. And it's like people have told me I don't even like I want one in my space, but they're like, you don't even need it. Your room is going to be set up so well that you're not really going to take advantage of it. I'm like, yeah, but I want one. Yeah, I want it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's so it, it, 
but that again, I've yet to meet the person. No, that's not even true. He's on my damn show. Steve. Yeah. Steve, I'm like, exactly. he's the only one that I know. If he's the only broke, one in our community. Yeah. If it that, ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. He's the, uh, yeah. Now that I think of it. So, I, I mean, I've only met one. I, and and all my and literally in all my years, mo, everybody I've met, and like I said, I've been to theaters like Nelson's, I've been to theaters like yours, and I've been to theaters that like like you you look at yours and go, and compared to Nelson's, you're like, oh, it's just a black room. I've been in black rooms with cables all over the floor, displays leaning on the sidewall. Um, you know, projectors on the back shelf, wait, it's, they, they tinker so much that they're, they're, it's crap everywhere. Yeah. And then they're like, here, sit down right here and they'll clean off the seat. And you're like, oh, wow. And it is once the lights go down, it was a, it, I, I, it was an amazing experience, but you're like, this isn't a theater. (laughs) This isn't a, this is a. This is a demo room. This is this is a storage room. <laughs> like you know, but that's what they're about, you know? And it, it there are there these people were at the far extreme. You're like between them, between them and like Nelson, where mm-hmm. it's so polished. <laughs> and it, but it takes all types, but it's very few people never. I'm sure there're more out there, but Steve is the only one that's just said it and forget it. Yeah. that i know and good for him i mean because yeah. he gets to he gets to go in, into his front room in his parlor or whatever and you know yeah. watch something on his uh on his iphone or his ipad and yeah. then uh, and then go into the theater for the second yeah. viewing to actually like the yeah like the well, movie. um i do know one other person so and they so now it, it just just thinking it through and that's what makes Steve so unique is that um, it's very, the people that are like, most of the people that are like Steve don't have the passion for it. Yeah. They just had the money to get it right. and just they have it. it. Yep. And then it's uh, just the kids. Literally it's a friend of mine. Um, well off. Fantastic basement. It's got a, bar it's got a theater it's got a game room it's awesome but it's just because they had the space that needed to do something with it the house was so big and it was like i remember he he was telling me what he was getting and he got some he got a nice audio system i want to say it was a higher end marantz nice screen nice speakers that i can't remember what he got but they were higher end speakers and he had some like just threw in like a Panasonic, not even a like great projector. It was just a but they're just happy with the giant screen and yeah. they got really nice theater seats. And I was just like, Yeah, the kids use it. And it's I mean, it's foolproof. It's been all yeah. installed and everything. It's got a you know, a kid can go in there with the remote and turn it on and it's great, but it's they just don't care. Enough, right. you know so they're not like again they're not part of this community and they those aren't the types of people that i would run into in all my years in this right it's always the people that are just like ourselves that just want to talk home theater and that's 
what makes Steve so unique. It's like I've yet to run around, run across another person that's so passionate about it, but yet doesn't. It just said it and forget it. I'm not tampering with anything. That's that. That's pretty. He's a unicorn. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's so smart don't, too. Yeah, and don't piss off that unicorn because oh no, he will block you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had the pleasure? Have you been blocked? I don't know. Uh, maybe after this, maybe after he hears this, I might be. I don't know. That was so uh, fun. Did you hear the chat yesterday, the live stream when we? Oh, okay. Listen, yeah. So on the live last week's live by the time this airs last week's live stream and friday's podcast so we had a question of movies that we have since like we disliked we've liked at first but then started to dislike or whatever and he was like john and i both had just one and then steve i made the joke he was like he had a, like a list <laughs> like what are the odds that the guy that is like gets blocks and like ah that's how I'm done with it? It's like he's like oh I got a list here and yeah he he uh he's so reactionary which is great. It's like and it goes both ways for him too. Like he'll really like something and then he won't, or then he really doesn't like something and then upon second viewing he'll he'll like it. So yeah. it's like it's just it's it's funny and it, and and that's what fascinates me about the fifth fifth element. It's like now that's just being stubborn, right? And he and he's kind of like it. Everybody's telling, or not everybody, a lot of people are telling him, Steve, give it another shot. And he's like, nope, not doing it. But, but at the same time, he tells you all the time that on his first viewing, he hated something and then really liked it later. And it's like, but what, like that, that couldn't happen here. Like, you know, and it, so because I felt the same with it. 20 years later, it might not be better to you. I mean, yeah. And especially with the upgrades. I mean, yeah. I, I liked it when I, you know, when it came out, I was like, I like Bruce Willis. I liked the movie. I'm like, it was okay. I wasn't fascinated by it, but then I sat, to, I had a, a listener request it when it came out on 4k and I was like, all right, yeah, I'll grab that. And uh 4k with Atmos on that. I, I was literally blown away how yeah. good the experience was and it amped up the experience of the movie for me that I, I really like it now. So, and it's like, I don't, I didn't hate it like Steve did, but I wasn't like fully like enamored with it, but now I, I, I love it. So, I mean, it's fun how that can happen. Because I had that reaction. I went and saw Tropic Thunder at the theater when it came out and like, yeah, ah, that was okay. You know? And then I watched it again. I'm like, Oh, you know, that's, that's better. And watch it again. That's really good, you know. And, and yeah, it's you know, it's it's a. I think it's a great movie. It's a fun home theater movie. It's uh, especially now nowadays. You're like you can't make that movie, so that you know, it has its that gives it its appeal. Like, see what they used to make. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, that movie there. I remember the first time I saw that and saw it in the theater, like you. And it's like when you see Tom Cruise, you're like. Holy crap, that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. And he, I don't even think he wasn't advertised as being in it. No, I, um, I didn't know it was him. I had to go, I had to look it up. And I'm like, oh my, I can't believe it. That's Tom Cruise. Yeah. He was hilarious. So, yeah. And up until then, he had never, the craziest thing he did was jump on Oprah's couch. <laughs> like, right? right? That was him being crazy. But other than that, he was a very reserved actor. 
that he didn't do comedy roles. Uh, even like Jerry Maguire, he was serious in that. <laughs> um, yeah. So it that seeing him in that role has he done a comedy like that since anything? Not that I know of. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, but that that made it fun. But it's yeah. got it's got some good action in it too. It's a good home. Th- it's a decent home theater movie, but it's a great comedy. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. You know, like there's a whole soundboard. I I remember I used to use it when I worked for uh, one of the cable companies. I'd call over to our our like network operations center because I used to work overnight, and I'd call them. And I'd just play that. You know, shut the f up and let me do my job, and then I just yeah. hang up on them. You know, and uh, they knew exactly who it was. You know, just uh, I, I still use all those those sayings and yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah I so haven't seen it in a while. It's uh, it, it, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. So um, it should be coming in tomorrow. I think I bought. Uh, I checked with Nelson first to see what he thought. He thought I should probably just. Before I bought these things, but oh, uh, yeah. So I, I I I only bought one. I bought a plate amp and a uh, a butt kicker just to go on on my seat. That's oh. because because you know if I, he's like, well, you know, you get the two subs to you know to make it pressurize or whatever. But you've been you know you've been in my theater when I turn mm-hmm. it up, like stuff in the bathroom like rattles off and falls on the floor and. And crashes or right. all the you know all the dishes start making noise in the other room because it's right next to yeah shared wall yeah, shared yeah. wall shared structure your floor yeah. everything yeah so um plus I've always wanted to try one it wasn't that expensive so uh, that's cool I've always wanted to try those. them too I like back I mean those have been around for a long time the idea yeah. of the butt kickers and I've I've always wanted to do it. And ever since I went with the, when I got the SVSs, I don't need them. And, and that's, you know, it's, I remember I was talking with Ara um, and he was like, but wouldn't, it's funny. I don't think this was recorded. I think it was just Ara and I having a conversation and he's like, but wouldn't you want to try the butt kickers just so you could get that feeling up in your chair? And I'm like, Ara, that's what you're not understanding. I have, I have that, <laughs> but, and, and what's funny is I experienced the butt kickers, uh, um, at the, um, IMAX in Framingham. Oh at, yeah. At, 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 yeah. Motion Nazi madness. Or whatever it is there. Uh, it, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, whatever, place. but it's yeah. Jordan's furniture, yeah, Jordan's, Framingham. Yeah. And they had the butt kickers there. We saw, my wife and I saw Avatar there, the uh, way of water. And what I didn't like about it was it was just in your seat. Right. You're not, so like if it was like, say for instance, like in Oppenheimer, have you seen that yet? Not yet. Okay. Well, there's, oh, spoilers. There's explosions. Yeah. <laughs> so, and when the explosion, when the the sound wave from the explosion comes at you in in uh, Millbury, you could feel that in your chest. It came at you. Yeah. If you were at 
if you were at IMAX in Framingham, you'd get the vibration in your seat, which isn't appropriate. It's just the wrong feel. And there's like in my theater, there's different frequencies do different things to you. And if you're, if there's a boom and it's a vibration, that's going to come up through your seat. But if it's a boom and it comes at you, that you can feel it in your chest. And there was no, no differentiating it in, in Framingham. But in my theater, I'm like, you get all of that. And it's like, you know, and, and then my favorite part is, and this isn't actually happening. It's in your brain. They can make it feel like it comes from a side. Like all of a sudden you'll be like, boom, like, whoa, that explosion hit me on the left. And it's like, no. <laughs> yep. it, and, and, and the only reason, I'm, like I told Nelson, the reason I was getting this, because I have the uh, SB1000s that don't go, you know, down as low as like a, a PB1000 or, or an SB2000 or something like yeah. that. So I just want to use it for like, you know, anything below you know, like 20 Hertz and below so that I can still feel that because I don't, I don't have a lot of output at. Well, a lot of your feels come in the fifties on down. So you'd probably, you could probably do that. Um, I mean, I, I can, I mean, I get, a, I get that feeling, you know, in between, you know, 30 and 60 where, mm-hmm. or 80 where, you know, where you get that, that hit. Um, so I just want to use this for lower, for the lower frequency that I'm not actually hearing, yeah, you know, just so I can, I, I'll feel a little bit of vibration so that I'll know. And that's just, you know, done with equalization through the, the mini DSP. So that yeah. it has a cutoff, you know, um, before like 50 Hertz, because I can, I can already hear and feel that. Yeah. Well, that's good. That, yeah, it's just, like I said, it's just experimental type stuff. Uh, are you going to have that installed by the time he gets there or when he's there? If I have it on Thursday, I'll have it probably done Thursday night or Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Can't wait. To I don't, I don't, it. I don't like to wait for stuff. Like, I don't know how you did it when you get your SVS speakers. They're like, Oh, I am sitting outside. I'm like, what are you doing? You got to get in there. Let me come over and I'll help you out. We'll I, yeah. But there. I don't, that's the thing. It's like, I know once I do stuff like that, I'll, I did, I didn't have time. And it, yep. and it wasn't until my speaker blew out that I, I had to make the time at that point because my yeah. room was done down. I couldn't, well, I could run it, but it make a noise. Um, well, do you it, know, it forced gonna, me to uh, do it. I'm going to give you this little secret. Little do you know, I actually talked to your family and they decided, <laughs> you know, your wife went down and actually like punched the, uh, that Punch. speaker. Yeah, so that so that it would it, could, it would break, and then you'd have to because she was tired of walking around those boxes. Yeah, well, nah, they were stuffed over to the side there. But I and I mean, I still I'm gonna I'm still gonna do the once I I once I get my speaker stands made, I'm still gonna do the the face off. But again, got to get time to do that, and I'm I'm nearing the end too. I'm almost done. It should be. Let's see. This weekend, I'm doing another coat of plaster in the mudroom at my daughter's. Uh, then the following, then the following week will be the final skim coat. Then they paint it, and then I then I put the flooring. I uh, do the tile, so that's another week to do the tile. Then I do the trim. And, so around and I'm done. October. So around October. No, because no, it's 
It, it, but it's not that bad now. It's I only go there on Saturdays after work, so I'll work and I work till about one, and then I go there and work till I'm done with whatever part of the project I'm on. Yeah. And uh, so it's not that it's not that bad. It takes a while because it's one day a week. Right. Um, and right now I'm doing Sundays at at the property for whatever I need to get done there. Uh, but that will start to ramp up, and that'll be before work and after work eventually um but yeah it's you know and then there's going to be breaks too there's going to be delays in in my house that i can't do anything and that's when i'll do stuff here yeah so but uh but yeah i'm I'm excited for uh my daughter's place we're almost done with that and be able to get my uh my my tools home (laughs) but um they got their flower box out front looks good that's good Looks good. Thank you. For that. You didn't I have to do time that. To, I haven't had time to build any other ones, uh, just because I've been. I just delivered um, that picnic table and benches Monday night, and now I'm making some Adirondack chairs for some other people. So cool. So you're yeah. like, I people are buying your stuff. Don't sound so freaking surprised. No, nice that's guy. awesome. That's awesome. It's like I do this. I I do it too, and it's like I just end up giving my stuff away. But that's awesome yeah. that you're selling it. It's like no, no, no. Don't get me. I wasn't. I didn't feel like that. I didn't mean like. Oh my god, they bought it. No, no. Right. You you make some great stuff, and it's but it's hard to find to get your stuff out there. Oh, sure is right, and that that's yeah. what I meant by it. That's awesome that people. So you had that one tweet a few weeks ago. I was working that day. I would have stopped by, but you were at what? Like a, like a, yeah, that was, or so. yeah, was, that that? was Hope, the Hopedale hundred 100th anniversary of the um, community house. Okay. And they had like a little vendor thing. And of course it was raining out, but um, that's where these people that um, they actually bought, they had me build four chairs for them. And then this table and, and benches for them. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome cool that's fun it's fun when you do stuff like that like and like ara ara's doing his speakers and he just keeps making them putting them to the side (laughs) exactly i keep doing stuff like that and you know my girlfriend cheryl she's like you gotta stop you know we can only have so many you know trays or you know cutting boards or you know whatever you know yeah so you don't have you ever built any home theater stuff speaker stands or anything like that uh, yeah, I made some speaker stands. I made some speakers with my daughter uh, a while ago, but that was more of a, a flat pack. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had a great time doing that. That was she had a lot of fun with that. But I like to to make some actual speakers also. You know, I've seen about taking the the kefs that I have. Uh, I have a couple of kefs and just you know making new cabinets for them and uh, see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. Just like the old days, you know. Oh, I, I need surround sounds, you know, speakers. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna just make some some little boxes, and I'll put some car stereo speakers you know, in there. Speakers yeah. in there, and uh, oh, yeah. see what happens. Yeah, you could, and you could put them separate. You'd uh, yeah. you'd buy the car stereo had the tweeters, yeah, the tweeter yeah. mid range. You could set that all up and make your own little speaker. Put your crossover in there, just yeah. like you're doing a car, but right. now it's going in your room. Right. <laughs> Is it because they didn't have that stuff? They didn't have the little, uh, yeah. 
that's that's cool. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Plus, I love you know I love doing the soldering and and all that stuff. So I just yeah, I just love tinkering with stuff. Yeah, there's something. It's just fun to be like cutting wood and stuff and getting it right. And then when it's done, you're like, okay. It's like I, I like I said, I can't wait to start. I mean, I'm starting. I'm doing stuff now, but I can't wait to get and actually have a structure and be able to just the smell of the wood and just uh like uh what was I say? What I say to my son when we were working with the tractor the other day, I'm like literally it's like cuz you smell the tra- like the diesel so, and, you, yeah. and you're smelling that and you and you're working and it's getting hot and I said to him like the only thing missing that and I don't want it but it was it just the smells the feeling everything the only thing that was missing was the smell of like cigarette smoke because when you're around a construction site it's the diesel it's the dirt it's the everything and there's a smell from moving or just moving earth there's a smell and everything right that goes along with it but then it's like if you if you waft in the cigarette smoke too you're like that's a construction there you site. Go. Yep. <laughs> Like, yeah it is and i hate cigarette smoke but it in that environment it just feels like that's what gotta be going on i guess <laughs> oh it's so funny so funny um, um what else you got so see just some other looking things. around <laughs> yeah some other things for this it happens to be you know from going to nelson's again uh <laughs> you know, really trying to concentrate on on getting a projector either at the end of the year or, or next year. Um, 100 inch screen. So nice. Yeah. And it's, I don't want to be controversial or anything like that, but it's probably <laughs> going to be a, a JVC, like a, either. That, a, that's not controversial at all. <laughs> That's not con- uh, which one are you, are you going to try to get one of the newer ones, a laser, or are you no, just going to no. go for a, a used look for something with a bulb base? Yeah, well, yeah, uh, probably something with a bulb base, like Nelson's. Uh, yeah, because I talked to Todd also, and uh, you know, asked him what he thought. He said he didn't from last year. He doesn't remember JVC saying they're going to be coming out with anything new this year. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe. You know, wait and look for you know a used uh, MP5 or or NZ7 or or something like that. Well, the so, Z's are. Oh, I'm sorry. The Z's are laser. Yeah. 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 Like a, a used NX uh, NX7 or nine or something like that. He said because you might be able to get a get it for the same price as a mm-hmm. you know an NZ. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's. I've had the car, especially when the lasers started to come and JVC released them. I had a lot of conversations with people thinking it's, it's brighter. It's better. It's this, it's no laser. It's just the light source. Right. And like, like you said, you, it can be as bright as you, you know, it could be 8,000 lumens, but in you your room, need, you're going to have to dial need, that bad boy back. <laughs> you only need, you know, a hundred or whatever. I mean, right. Okay. So, you know, yeah, or I, can, or I can step down, you know, ten thousand dollars and buy this other one that still uh, JVC. Once calibrated, has, they're going to look identical. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that, that, so it. 
I, I don't, I don't necessarily, I mean, laser has its, has its pluses. It's more consistent. You get less fade. Um, but even with a bulb, you can, you can offset that by, especially if you buy a little more powerful than you need, you can dial it back. And then as the bulb fades, you, you adjust your settings so that you're getting more output. Uh, very simple to do. I do it here about once a month and it's, and then when I, when I go to get a new bulb, you almost don't even notice the difference. Like when I upgrade a new bulb after 2000 hours, it's not that the bulb hasn't faded. It's just that I'm just maxing out my brightness at my contract. My calibrations are giving me the brightest image I can get. And then when you go to a new bulb, like I did what, two months ago, my, I, I made no, like my settings were different. Like, mm-hmm. um, the brightness, I can't remember which one was which, but one of them was set at like, say the brightness was set at, I, I can't remember which one it was, but let's just say the brightness was at, uh, 94, if not maxed out. And then the contrast was say at 40, 48. Right. And that gave me my calibration for like with the Spears and Munsell with, you know, with your, um, your grayscales using my video essentials, grayscales, all of that stuff. It gave me exactly what I wanted. Change the bulb out. The numbers come it's down. Different. Yeah. The brightness is down at 89 and the contrast is set at like 46 or, yeah. or maybe that's swapped, but I know those are the numbers, but it's, you didn't, the projector didn't need to work as hard now to give me that same calibration, the correct yeah. calibration lamp mode still in high. Uh, this projector only has high or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other projectors, like I think the JVCs, you have, you know, low, medium and high, and you can start at medium for depending on your screen and size and distance, but you start at medium. And then as the bulb goes, you increase, you can just increase the high. Plus you have the room you can adjust from there. So there, you know, there, there's ways around it that make it, you're not really losing anything. Um, but laser is a little bit more of a set it and forget it. It's like, maybe check it every two years <laughs> and you will be like, Oh, it's a little bit, di-. you know, you might not even notice the difference. Um, yeah. but when and it goes, other, it goes. <laughs> right. And that's the other thing with the size of my room. I don't even know if I have enough room throw distance, even put that size projector in, you know, for a hundred inch. Yeah. Well, yeah. For a hundred, you might be okay. Well, you're only doing a hundred. Right. Um, and the fact that you have a short throw distance for a, re- for a, st- a relatively short throw distance for a standard mm-hmm. projector just means you're going to have a brighter image. The closer you can get to it, the better off, the better image you get. Which means I can lower the bulb, yep. you know, intensity down yep. to even low. Uh, and it extends might- the life. Yeah. Right. Extends the life. And I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm doing the same thing in my new theater. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that projector as far into the room as I can, but still be in outside the room. Uh, the way I'm designing the, the ceilings. Um, but that way it can, you know, you're getting a, a future proofing it and you can, you know, be able to still shoot a bright image, but, you know, be enough, uh, a, 
still have the correct throw. I'm also shooting. I'm going for 130 inch on that one. So yeah, what, 110 inch now that we have now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was like, I could just go to 120, but why bother? Why not just go to the one? I'm gonna have the room, yep. the space on the wall to do it, both height and width. Um, and go to 130 and full, you know, 16 by nine screen and, and live with that. And I, I don't think I'll ever go bigger than that. Cause I, I literally wouldn't have the room to do it. I don't have, I wouldn't have the height, even with a, I'm going to, um, the front wall should be eight feet tall. And so I think that's the max I could, I mean, maybe 132 or something like that. But once yeah. you get too big too, that big, it's more difficult for the projectors. So now you're limiting and you're, you're lowering your nits. You're doing, you know, you, you know, one thirty. I think is a good size for that size of a room and be a, and you'll get a, a good experience out of both 16 and cinema scope, you know? Yeah. So. Um, and the, uh, the other thing I, I got from Nelson's house was, you know, he's only running four overheads. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's got a much bigger room than I, and I have six, and he's like, oh, why, yes. why do you, I, you yeah, have six overheads. Yeah. yeah, because he's like, why would, why do you have six? I'm like, because I can. I mean, yeah, right. And, 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 and you know, he's, he's like, well, why do you have rear surrounds also? Because I, you know, I'm like, because mm, you can, because my name's Danny Speakers. <laughs> right. But, but since then, I, I have taken the, 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 um, Rear surrounds out, and you know, push the, the seating back a little bit. So now okay. like we're we're like nine feet or so. I think it's like nine feet from from my seat to the screen, and for eighty five inches at nine feet, it's you know, yeah, it's decent. It'll be even better at a hundred inches, but uh, you know, we kind of like IMAX, which would be yeah. what I'm shooting for. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, a lot of what um, Atmos overheads, they really need the space to breathe. They need, you need a little bit more, like even in my room, my ceilings are a little low, but it's, I spread them far enough apart that I, I get a decent effect, but the higher you can go and the more distance you can have between them, that's what you're looking for to get that good, to get that good pan. It's, you know, that's what you're looking for. Um, in a tighter space, it's going to be hard to notice a pan, whether you have two speakers or three speakers down the, you know, three, um, two pairs or three pairs just because it's a tighter space. Right. And it's, you know, you're just not, imagine being in a box with no ceiling and a jet flies by and you're not hearing it until the jet, the sound clears the top of that wall that you're in and then it's like, and then it's gone. Everything else is being blocked by the walls around you. But if you're in a big open area, you start to hear it a lot earlier and you hear it a lot later too. So you get a bigger pan just in, in reality, that's how it works. So, um, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm going to do six in the new room, but it's also going to be, it, I think it's my new room is going to be similar to Nelson's in size. It's a, his is about 14 by 18. I think mine's going to be 14 by like 22, something like that, or 20 in the room, something. Yeah. And, uh, be able to. I told him, I I said, yeah, so I could fit my theater, you know, 
right here between your screen and, you know, like your front row. That's almost like you could almost go the other way, right? Like your, your wall, like you're almost 14, his 14 wide. Yours is almost 14 deep, right? Something like that. Mine's only like 13. Oh yeah. So yeah. 13 you could, deep. Yeah. It's like 13 yeah. by 11. Yeah. 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 My, mine's 16 deep now with the wall. Cause I have the false walls at the front and back. Yeah. Um, and it's only 11 wide. So, yeah. you know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Nelson's is, it's fun. And that's what's, I, I'm starting to hear more and more people. I mean, I think COVID was part of it too. Um, but I'm more and more people are getting out, seeing more theaters. I'm, I'm getting more comments from people. Like I've never seen yeah. another theater or I've, I, I'm going to see this theater here. And, um, yeah, I think it, it get out, see more theaters is such a great, thing because like like i said in the um on the live stream uh the other day was like you you either get ideas on how to improve it or you get confirmation on what you've done right right and it's and and both are fun it's like i've i've never walked out of anywhere going wow am i awful i it's no it's it's a goal in mind and and nobody ever walked in like to, I, it, well, that's not true. Um, Mike Schramm had a horrible story. He, somebody came in and saw his theater and then just completely criticized it. It was awful. Awful. He was, I, I was just like, that's how people are. Yeah, it, that's when you tell them, yeah, the door's right over there. Yeah, he, it, it was somebody that, uh, I don't know them, that he, don't, uh, he never gave me the name either, but he was so dejected because... Yeah the guy asked to see, he's like, Oh, you got a home theater. And he's like, yeah. And, and you know, we're, like, we're all like, yeah, all right. Somebody's excited. And he went in, what'd you do this for? I run it this way. And he started criticizing it. And Mike was like, mm. it, which is, it's just so wrong. It's like, it really well, you, you would do it. What way? So maybe that's wrong. Maybe it's right. I don't know, but I'm running mine my way. It, you know, be like, it, I, and I, I've tweeted the picture out like a Picasso painting. It's like, imagine seeing it. Well, that's wrong. Well, yeah. no kidding. <laughs> but that's, it's the way I want the way he wanted to do it. It's that's what made it art, you know? And it's like, I, I, his was like, he wasn't running it loud enough or something. And Mike was like, just like, you go into somebody's home and go, wow, this place sucks. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> that's awful. It really is. Yeah. It's, I remember, and that's what turns a lot of people off. I mean, they're like, you know, yeah. you know, I do have a theater, but I don't know if I, you know, want anyone else to see it because I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you I, I the, get that on HT tours. If you're part of the bright side, we you need to just talk about the bright sides and keep the negative shit to yourself. Yeah, sorry well, for the language. That's okay. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. It's like uh, unsolicited. If if somebody asks your opinion. Like, hey, how could I make this better? Well, then you can say, well, what I would do doesn't mean it'll make it better for you, but what I would do, and then you go on from there. You know, yeah, or maybe it. maybe you could try, you know, I'm moving this over here. Or try something. this. Try yeah. that. Do this. You know, what? this is how I would approach it. And then you go from there. You don't just, yeah. hey, this is wrong. I'd do it yeah. this way. Or you should do it this way. Why? Yeah. Why? You're getting too much glare off of that. It's, oh, that's, that's wrong. Yeah. 
<laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping we can find some more people in this, you know, in the area. Um there has to be more people in the New England area that we can yeah. visit. I mean, I don't I don't mind driving at all. I mean, I don't mind having yeah. people who is you know, like we always say, we don't have other people to talk to about this stuff. That's why we Right. We're all right here on, you know, on Brightside. Yeah. Um I know there's uh, is name Mike somebody in fall river area uh, i know there's people i know i have some listeners in new hampshire um i know and that there's other people in massachusetts it's funny there's other people all around the country that are from massachusetts as well yeah. and they'll be like oh i i grew up at such and such but i'm here now and it's uh which is really cool but yeah it's um it's it's uh it is fun to visit and Get out to the store. Have you been to Natural Sound? Go down there. And there was. Yeah. yeah I've been there. there. I, no, that's, that's like I met Nelson the other day at Best Buy. And I'm like, I shouldn't be here. This is, this is bad. Yeah. I, 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 I got to go. This is, if I go yeah. to Natural Sound, I'll look at those full cows. I'll be like, oh, those, those are nice. You know, the nice gloss black and just, I mean. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that way anymore. It's like, when I go into a place like that now, I'm like, I'm pretty content with what I have. And I don't, I don't really like, like you said with the, when you heard the, the SVS is you're like, I'd stop here. <laughs> it's like, but I do want to try a couple other things just so I have the knowledge of what, what is out there for that. But even I, I can't even imagine getting now it doesn't mean it doesn't I, when I, I say it that way on purpose, I can't imagine, but I guess it would be better. But like if I upped the price of speaker to like 2000 per, is it going to be that much better? Or, you know, like I, I can't even imagine that. Are you going with towers? Or are you going to stick with stand? Uh, people like say bookshelf. Are you going to go with stand mounted? Stand. Oh, uh, I like that. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. No, I haven't heard that was stand mounted. Stand mounted. Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna start with stand mounted. Uh, but if if some towers show up that I'm interested in or something like that in the future, I've always wanted them, so it is a a bucket list thing. Um, your, I mean, your room will be big enough. It's not yeah. like you know they're they're gonna be sticking out that you have to walk around them. I mean, you, right? You'll have enough room. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I don't exactly, you know, I know I'm starting out with bookshelves just to start. Um, and probably going to be starting out with, uh, hoping to be able to get there and be able to do the, um, cause I want to have front wides and six overheads. Mm -hmm. So even the Marantz I have, isn't going to cut it because that'll only run exactly what I have. Uh, because I, again, I, when I get in, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be upgrading later. I want to be like two, you two years plus before yeah. I have to change anything out. And I want to get that itch later. I don't want to come in with any, Oh, I should have done this, especially for the overheads, everything else. I should be fine. I think with the overheads, it's one of those, like if I play the tough ones, yeah, because if you 
if you place them wrong, like if you put in two, it's a completely different scenario if you want three, because now you have to take the two that you have, spread them out. out, Right. right. You can't just take the two you have and put one, a row in the middle because it's, it's different positioning, but I'm also working on a design that'll enable me to adjust that without, you know, redoing my ceiling and stuff. So I have some uh, design ideas that'll, uh, that'll help facilitate that, but I, I won't like, sh- like, sh- like shifting tiles or something like that, where you can, yeah, cool. I, I have Slide them down. It's going to depend on the, the actual, like, again, I I have a ton of ideas on what to do, but once it's not until you're in the space where you can go, can I execute it or not? Because right. I don't know ceiling heights. I don't know. Um, I know from my, my, my plans, this is what you get, but at the same time, reality is different because then right. you drop the floor joists in. It's like, is it exactly what they said? So say the, plan, plans always change. Yeah. That's what, so, and, and I, I, what I'm kind of doing is I'm trying to guesstimate off of my existing house. Cause this is an eight foot foundation. So the new one's going to be nine. So I'm thinking everything in here, you know, any, any spec in here, just add a foot to it. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to base my ideas off of that. But I'm also going to lose some because of, you know, either double drywall or, or different insulation or anything like that. Or Yeah. Well, and that's part of, part of my plan. And it's like, I don't know if I'll do double drywall, but I'm going to do a double wall. Yeah. So I'm going to, so that's part of it. It's like, I'm going like to have staggered, a staggered studs or a room I'm inside have a room. A, or- a literally room inside a room. And even the way I'm, des- the way I'm going to build it, it's going to be that, you know, you pop your walls up and you're going to it, it make it as soundproof as I can with mm-hmm. my idea and then be able to uh, work from there. And then that see, you know, and it's a ceiling within with a ceiling and then another ceiling. The ceiling right. And you're you know? gap and then the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. So and it's not like and it's going to be separate from the floor joists above. It's not mm-hmm. like I'm putting a ceiling on the floor joists. I'm putting a ceiling between my ceiling so like sound is going to have to get through my first when you're in the room it's going to have to get through that ceiling then get through the next ceiling then it'll hit the floor joists you see what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. and be able to do you know if i can execute that and still have a decent amount of height what now what can i what can i do for speakers and stuff like that so so you really are going to kind of have to use tiles then for the ceiling inside because hmm. piping, air ducts, things like that all in up there, you're going to still have to be able to get to. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to get I'm, to that I'm next gonna, ceiling before you can get to the, right. the air ducts. And but piping. I'm also going to be running. I'm not, I'm going to ask and hopefully, and that's why I said reality is a different animal, but try to avoid that. that yeah, whole area. This is the, this area here, we're going to go around and it's like, yeah. it's at the front wall of the foundation. So I know like we're going to have some plumbing going down that wall, but that'll be that room within the room. You see what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. that front foundation wall, I'll be separate from that. So even if I have to design a way, like, all right, you could just literally, it's a Get foot wide, them. but you just sneak yourself through. If I have to do something, you got to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, so again, once it's a reality and you're standing there and you go, okay, what are we going to do here? And I'm the literally the contractor. So I'm able to tell like the plumber, the electrician, the HVAC, nope, 
don't go this way. Don't do anything here. And that's why I said in my podcast last week, I'm like, this is really like, it's like a dream come true. Right. And it's like all the experiences we've ever had of walking into a place and going, where can I put my theater? And it's like, how do I, and you're trying to manage the, the obstacles you have to overcome to get a theater into your space. Right. And here I am going, I am creating the space before the space is built so that I don't have to deal with those obstacles. It's just how, how much pre-planning can I do? How much can I do to give me the, to maximize the amount of space I have available to me? And then, because there's no, literally no excuses, you know, at this point, um, because it was, all right, I, everything's the way I wanted it. I designed the box that this theater is going to go in. So I can never say, you know, like you go in like your place. It's like, I, I came in, this is the house I bought. This was the room that I could put a theater. I I have these windows. I have this space. It's a shorter room. I have to deal with that. So you have compromises you had to make because of that. I'm coming in and trying to make it so that, you have an empty you have an empty space that you're just yep. gonna fill i'm so. just exactly so it's like anything at, at that point i'd be like well why didn't you do this and it would literally be i forgot or i didn't yep. think of that and i'm trying to think of everything so that i don't have to compromise and it's funny i'll tell you like i already like i said i know the name of the room already and one of the names of the rooms that i had originally and my wife was like no no you can't do that but it was, uh, it was, and I have it here. No excuses. Yeah. And I, but my idea was good. In, it was a nice intention. And exactly like I said, no excuses. This is exactly what I've always wanted when yeah. it had no excuse, no compromises, no excuses. And she was like, that just comes off as too like elitist. Like yeah. I got too, no, too mili- militant. Right. Yeah. right. And it was like, no excuses. Like it, it like I had the best of the, and that wasn't what I was trying to say. I was like, it was about the design. It wasn't about the quality of the equipment. And it was, she goes, but people aren't going to hear that. Especially if you're doing, if this was just you at home, she goes, I totally get it. If it was five years ago and I didn't have a podcast <laughs> and I was like, my no excuses theater. Right. And everybody would get it. Cause they know me, but she goes, you're going to say this publicly and people are going to be like, no excuses. And you got a Marantz, you know this, you know, they'll always talk about the stuff that's over it. Right. And be like, I thought you said no excuses. And, and it would, and she was right. And I was like, oops, okay. Yeah, we won't do that. So, (laughs) but I was, but, but that's exactly what I mean though. It's like, I would be, and I even said to her, I go, I can defend it. I go, I say, yeah, it's no excuses for me. This is exactly what I've wanted. This yeah. is always what what I've always wanted. So it's like I'm not going to make an excuse on anything. This is I love it, right? And and she's like, I get it, you get it, but people aren't going to get it. It's like yeah. okay. <laughs> it's funny because from you saying that from from Jen saying that uh, I watched a thing on YouTube the other night where a guy was showing his his new setup that he has, and it's all. Macintosh and it's like all like brand new like um like uh I don't know if they were the blade speakers or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm like nudging Cheryl, I'm like, you know what that stuff is? Oh I know. I'm like, 
It's a CD player. It's six thousand dollars. Yeah. And then, but I, I I was adding up like I'd pause it, you know, get my phone out. It's thirty thousand dollars for that. That's you know twenty two thousand. He didn't even get to the bottom of the guy's rack, and he yeah. had like you know eighty thousand dollars. He didn't even get to the speakers or a couple of the amps. I'm like, holy crap! Yeah. And the, the funniest thing is. So he's showing you his his listening space here, and then he turns to his right. Here's my theater, completely open, all yeah. open back, open to everything. I'm like, that that's that's just wrong. That yeah, it's not enclosed. How, there's no light treatment. How, what, what? <laughs> I'm like, you spent all this money and you leave it as an open concept, you know? Right, but, but hey. That's again. That's what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It just when you said no excuses, just you know, I was just thinking, you know, but that exactly. someone put hundreds of thousands of dollars just into audio equipment, right? Mm-hmm. But no room treatments, no light right. control, no anything. It's just yeah. But and that's one of the things. That's why I have it on me. No excuses. Is that. Yeah, he has no, and and he would say, this is what I wanted. I'm not going to make an excuse. This is what I wanted. You're going to tell me that it's wrong, but I'm going to tell you, I don't care. I don't care. This is what I wanted. So don't, you know, and that's it. it, And that's where I was like, where I came up with it. It's, uh, I didn't come up with it. It was, um, remember uh, Kyle Maynard? Have you ever heard of Kyle Maynard? You'll, you might know it when. He wrote the book. He wrote a book called No Excuses. And he was um, he was born with like no arms and no legs. And his parents didn't make any excuses. They were like, you're going to eat. Here you go. And it's like they put the food in front of him and he had to manage. He ended up going on to be like a state wrestling champ. He played football. He did all of these things. Yeah. Did he do them like? a regular kid and a norm like and was successful i mean he ended up being really good at wrestling because he's low to the ground he can he can manipulate and how do you defend that because you don't how do you practice to defend against him there's not a lot of people with no arms and legs to practice against so he had a style all his own that that made him a champ but going out and playing football yeah he probably wasn't a superstar but he had fun he did it Right. No excuses. You want to do something, do it. And like his parents raised him of like, put the food down. They, they, they made a special like fork and spoon for him and said, you're on your own kid. You're going to get hungry. You're going to have to eat. So eat. we're not going to feed you your whole life. And, and I've used that. I've, I've given that book out to um, my hockey teams when I've, when I've worked with kids and been like, don't tell me you can't. Yeah, yes. I can't do it. I it can't do if, it. Right. if you if you not good at something, just get as good as you can get. No excuses. If you if you can't get better, it might be limitations. It might you have to adjust. Like, oh, you want to grow up and be in the NHL? Oh, I'm not good enough. That's no excuse. You could still love hockey. You could right. still play. You know, and it's like it's it's you have to adjust your expectations. No excuses. I love I, I love to do this, you know. I just yeah, I just watched a thing on Apple TV actually uh, about Steph Curry. You know, mm-hmm. oh no, he's too small, he's too skinny, he he can't do this stuff. Yeah, and 
look at them, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's the adversity. Yeah, it, yeah. It's all, it's the adversity that makes everything great to me. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it, like our theaters, it's the adversity that makes it so much fun. And when you get that, when you're successful, you're like, look at what I overcame. Right. You know, and, and to get there and like, and that's why, that's why I had that name for the theater. I'm like, no excuses. And you're like, yeah. I get what she's saying. But at the same time, it's like, I like it took it. Yes. When I'm done with this 10 years later, five years later, people will be like, oh yeah, look at his fancy theater. I'm like, it's like 35, 40 years in the making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't have made this theater 20 years ago because I don't have the knowledge that I have now. And it, I, I think a lot Possibly of the income, I mean, or the time well, that too, that too. It's like, no, cause I, to be, I didn't have the, I didn't have the space for the size, yeah. but I did build this theater. I built right. this one. So it's like the mistakes that I made in this one, I'm trying to eliminate, but I didn't know they were mistakes at the time. And then it's, you know, it's with experience of listening and, and, and the whole house hearing it (laughs) and knowing, and then learning more about sound treatments and how to design a room the right way years later. It's like my not, I mean, I built this in 2001 at the end of 2001. So everything up until then was all of me learning about the theater, the speakers and this and that, and right. dreaming of the rack. Yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't about the room. And then it's it was, yeah. And then it, and then once you get to that point, you start to realize how important the room was. I mean, I knew how important it was when I built this room to the point that when I originally built it, I think I told you when you here, my door opened in because I wanted the whole wall to be flush and it actually had the same room treatments on it and everything. I didn't want, I didn't even want that door cavity, that like four inch difference. I didn't want that there. I wanted the room to be perfectly square and like rectangular. I mean, I didn't want any sound bouncing in an odd way. So I designed it that way. But then there was other issues now that I have like, cause everything's connected to the Joyce's everything's, you know, mm-hmm. so now I'm trying to improve on that. So, and I'm sure maybe 10, 15 years from now, I'll be like, hmm, I could improve this a little bit by doing this or that, but it's, uh, you know, we'll see where tech takes us Yeah, and maybe it'll be like Steve George by then. There you go. And speaking of tech, um, I don't know, have you got your spatial audio calibration toolkit from Technodad and No, not yet. Not yet. I got mine. I, I, yeah. I thought this was, was the coolest thing. You know, where, you know, they actually take the time. Yeah. I saw that and, when you, you tweeted. Know, write the little note there. Yeah. That, I mean. That's awesome. Th- yeah. That's Have just, you played you know, with it? Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And um, it, it's great for, uh, you know, separating all, out all your speakers and knowing exactly which one's playing and making sure that you do have the right pan. And, and I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there that, uh, how I easy is it you. to utilize? Now, have you tried the new Spears and Munsell disc yet? This is much easier. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, the only problem, not problem, the only thing I, that I had to learn was, you know, with the remote, use top menu. So it brings you back to the menu. And so I kept, I'm like pressing back. I'm like, 
why the hell yeah. is this thing going back? You know? Yeah. And then I hit top menu and it goes back. I'm like, oh, okay. And then you can use, you know, your direction pad or, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, they did a great job on this. Um, and, I, you know, I think it's, it is a little, little more expensive, but again, uh, you know, Spears it's- and Munsell, you know, can probably have millions of them made at one time and get a huge discount where right. this guy, you know, it's just two guys here that love this stuff and, you know, it's going to yeah. cost a little more for them to get stuff done. But well, it like went you- out on a limb and did it and it's great. Yeah. And like you said, it's like we were saying earlier, it's like, yeah, you got to feed that beast, right? And it's like, I mean, that's prime rib right there. <laughs> it's like, you know, a lot of fun you can have with that. And um, they're, some of the stuff, like, how, did you hear them walk? Or, which one? Which one of them walks yeah. around your room? That's this, Sean. That's Techno Dad. Techno Dad. Walks, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And it's like that's, like I said, I used to play the Video Essentials one back in the day, and like now we're gonna take the walk around the room, yeah. and it's like it, people were amazed by that, especially in the nineties. It's like that. That's demo material right there. It's like. It's go. He's going around the room. That's pretty cool. And it's and it's not only around the room. Like you can go from left corner to to right corner. You know. Yeah. Middle middle to left corner. Middle to right front corner. You know. It's it's really it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Steve had in that movie um, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. He loves it. it's his favorite movie of the year so far. Best home theater experience for him. He said there was a. Um, there's a scene in it that he's never heard in his theater before. And it's an audio effect. And the sound came from hovering like in the middle of the room, like not from a side, not from overhead. It was like, it was literally off the front wall, off the side wall in the middle of the room or, or off to the side, but off, you know, off the wall. And he goes to be able to, I've never heard that before. And I was like, well, I mean, it is on the Spears and Munsell. They have the boop, boop, you know, you can go around. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the things that these things, you know, you can do with with our rooms. And I, I was, and it's not just object-based because you can do it with 5.1 too. It just, it's harder for the sound engineer to execute it, but it can be done. I mean, I listened to... Uh... I mean, I had some of these before and I had gotten rid of them, but like the, the demos of like for THX or for, uh, for Atmos. And, uh, it's funny because Nelson and I watched a few of these and I asked, I said, can you send me that one, please? It's, it's like when you go into IMAX and you know how, how everything was the album on as a PD. Yeah, I think so. It does the down, you know, it does the countdown and it's, uh, and he has it in, in, uh, 3D. So it, it's just like being, you know, at IMAX or whatever, and everything's, you know, turning, and it's, you know, it's right there, and the numbers are coming at you. Yeah. And uh, so I have I, the one I have is not in three D, but um, I use I use that all the time. I'll just be sitting in my room, just going through. You know, it's like on a playlist, so it just plays through that one, and then uh, some D, some other DTSX ones, and just oh. just so you can hear, you know, like five one. And it's it's just as good, you know, as as the Atmos. Yeah, and that that's what cracks me up about like with like Oppenheimer coming out and people. Um, his daddyo daddyo seventy seven. He says it all the time. Uh, does Omar? 
I can't remember, but Daddio says it all the time, and he's always like, "Oh, too bad it won't be in uh, like DTSX," and I'm like, "Why?" And that, and now I've started to. I think I did reply to him, or it was somebody like him, and I'm like, "I'm going to say this because I know you, I love you." Why? Somebody tell me what you're missing if you don't get object base, and and you can't. It's there's. I get it. You want it. And you think it like you want to have that label because it's almost like to like THX, like stamp of higher quality. Right. But we also know that's not true because there's Atmos tracks that have come out and DTSX tracks that have come out that people will compare to the older Blu-ray and go, the sound on the Blu-ray is not as good. It's, it's better. Right. right. So it's, it, it's like all the frequencies are being hit the same. The, um, all of the, it's the low frequency is the same. Everything is there. The only difference is there, yeah. It's it, it, for sound. The yeah. only difference, and, and even the ability to pan over your head, it is there in 5.1. They have that ability to do it. The only difference is the, the, the object base is more versatile in more rooms to be more accurate on where the sound goes, but in a, in our size rooms, that's you're, we're not, you really, there's no difference. And Todd and I touched on it a little bit, like Trinov, like you can run like eight speakers down the side of your room and the Trinov will separate. If your room's long enough and you need that, the Trinov will separate that out for you. And it'll sound like the train is going by right down the room. We don't need that in our rooms. And you know what I mean? And that's, that's what object base is. It's, they tell it, I want the sound to go from the front left to the right, to the le- left rear. Right. And it'll go right down the room. And then on your end, your decoder will tell it which speakers to make it do that. And that's, that's object based. And then the, the heights are part of that. If I need to pull it a little bit into the moon, the room, it'll, that'll help do it as well. But at the end of the day, it's like, like Oppenheimer, you're not going to miss anything in our rooms, whether you get five, one or you get an object base, nothing, you won't miss anything. And I've yet to have anybody tell me what you're going to miss, but they just want it. (laughs) It's like, and it's all over social media. It's like, ah, it's crap. It's not, it's not a DTSX. Really? Exact same thing. It's, I mean, audio wise frequencies and it's, it's funny because um going back to uh, to uh nelson's house we listen to some music just in just in stereo yeah you know and it's it just has like we listen to some like, like uh like jazz type stuff and you hear you know you know just hear yeah. like some playing over here on the left and all of a sudden there's a guitar picks up over here and then right in the middle you know there's a vocalist i mean and this is all just coming from two speakers, but everything is being placed. Yeah. And it, it's just, it was, I mean, I, get, I can get that with not quite like that, but like it, in my setup, I'm just listening to the stereo and, um, you know, it, it has a really good, um, phantom center. Uh, I'll say to my, you know, to Cheryl, you know, where do you think that's coming from? She's like, well, I hear it right here in the center. I'm like, go put your ear up to the speaker nothing. and there's nothing coming out yeah. of it. I'm like, isn't that awesome? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I've said it before. I, uh, Tom Andrews had the same experience. Uh, we talked about it a couple of years ago when he was on, and it was getting to they they set the room up, and you saw your five speakers around you, and then they played the scene, and you're like, "That was awesome!" And they're like, "Yeah, here's where it came from," and then and they lit up the two speakers that were playing, but it sounded like it went behind you. It sounded like it was all in the room, and it's but the, the reason we the home theaters, you need more speakers is so that you get a, a wider sweet spot. It's like more subwoofers doesn't make the, you don't necessarily make need it, it to make it louder. You need it to make it, you know, more consistent around right. the room. And that's the idea of having all those speakers around you. It's like, regardless of where you're sitting, you're, you're getting a, a, a wider sweet spot to sit in as opposed to sitting with your head in a vice and listening and go, wow, what an amazing experience that was. And it's, you know, you can do it with two speakers. So, yeah. you know, if you can do it with two speakers, you can do it with five. And if you can, do, you know, and then you go to an, an object base it's it's all the same thing it just gives you the ability to move around it's a larger sweet spot is really right. it's all your improvements are so which is which is kind of funny because some of us you know live in places like me you know when i'm not watching tv or a movie with someone the only person that cares about the sound is me so why don't i just take those two subwoofers i have stack them on top of each other an additional six dB, you know, but move it around to where it's perfect for my seat. Right, my seat only. Yeah, I know. It's like you don't, and like I'm messing with the idea, like theater seating. It's not cheap, but you you want to have it like look like a theater. You want to have enough room in case a bunch of people do show up. But at the right. same time, it's like 99% of the time, it's just me sitting in there. Right. And, uh, you know, part like part of the reason the theater is going to be as big as it is, is my wife wants it that big for to the be able to have grandchildren in there. Because my design was going to be not much bigger than I have now, just without the flaws. And, yeah. be, you know, smaller, because the smaller you go, the you know, the cheaper it is because you, you, you don't need well, less power. Let's not less, let's not, the less expensive, the smaller it is. the budget is can be. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Don't say cheap, cheap, yeah, cheap, it's isn't, not cheap, but it's, it's not a good word, right? The smaller the budget is. And it's like, everything goes up from there depending on it. And it doesn't matter. I mean, you could have a, like, you're going to be middle of the road, whatever it is, but your budget's going to expand right. exponentially just by the, size of the room nice. like you can't you know i can't put two seats in a room that's 14 feet wide it looks ridiculous and it's yeah. like why did i go 14 feet if i'm only going to put two seats in there you know so you know which one that wouldn't make sense if you're only going to have two seats why make the room so big just right. make it smaller or at least that area a little smaller and just you know have the front but um but yeah so it's you got to spend the money because on certain things, because you need to to execute what you're going for in a larger space. It, it just, you have to, and, right. but you could save a lot of money by having a smaller space. If it's only going to be you, you know? And I said that to John, he has a spare bedroom, but he's like, I wanted a bigger room, but I'm like, but it's only going to be you. 
And it's like, instead of, you, you could just do the, it, just him and his wife, put two seats in there and you'll be great. And you'll have, yeah. the, you'll have a dedicated theater. Um, but he does, he's like, he'd rather keep the room the way it is that he's in. And especially not. because he, he doesn't have a lot of grandchildren and, and children. Yeah. So right. And he needs that room for, you know, when they come over or whatever. So. Well, he has two spare bedrooms. Oh, he does. So, yeah. So he did. Oh, have, so, yeah. So he doesn't have room for me to come down then. Good. Oh yeah. Excellent. Oh, yeah. That's where I stayed in the, in yeah. the other spare bedroom. He has the yeah. one that he's in now that he hope that he does the podcast and he does it's probably two or three times a year. He messes with the idea of taking that room and turning it into a theater, but he lo- he has all his star Wars paraphernalia and stuff. And, um, so yeah, it's, I mean, but he, he messes with the idea every now and then, but, but yeah, someday he, he actually messed with, uh, he, he actually looked at designing a theater for his garage. It's an, it's a detached garage. And, his uh, his big flaw there was he needed a bathroom out there because yeah. it's detached. He's like, I'm not going if I go out. I'm not going to go out there if I have to come running it back in the house every time to use the bathroom. Well, doesn't so. really have to as long as it's got a window. I mean, <laughs> or or a potty or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So I, would, I was thinking the same thing because my garage is detached. Also, yeah. when we first moved in, I'm like, oh, but, you know, that's a lot bigger, but. I do have the, you know, at that time I had a little Honda and we, I'm like, well, we do, we have the shed so I can put stuff in there, but. Yeah. But we're also in New England like and, and every snowstorm right. you want to get the cars in or you want to do something with, you know, it's like, right. it's hard here to, to, to utilize your garage space for something like that. And then have your car, have, you know, your car out in a snowstorm, but down there it's, they don't have, right. I mean, it's rain. They get a ton of rain, but not, they don't. He gets snow every now and then, but it's like a half inch and the whole state yeah. shuts down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, what else we got? We got a few more minutes. Time. Limits. This is weird for me. Not liking it. Hate constraints. Cause I, if I get an idea in my head, I'm like, Oh, that one could take a while. Cause I love tangents. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what else. Um, are you sure. all right? Let me ask you this: Are you looking yeah. forward to Oppenheimer, or is you have no interest in it? Oh no, I do. I have a oh. lot of interest in it. Um, it's just trying to find the time to actually be able to go and see it um, in an IMAX theater. And Providence, go to Providence. Yeah. I can't recommend right. it enough. That's where I planned on going because, like, I keep telling you know, Cheryl, I'm like, as much as I hate Rhode Island, you know, Providence is the <laughs> only. Only place that one one in, out of thirty places in the entire world that has film, you know, seventy yeah, millimeter, seventy film millimeter IMAX. film. Yeah. And then, then I heard other uh, on other podcasts, you know, uh, it's not all, you know, it's not that that great. To, you know, you don't have to see it in in time. You know, the, the movie's great, but it doesn't make that big of a difference. You can see it in a digital IMAX theater. Uh, it's just as good, if not better, because the, the picture is smoother. There's no grain. There's no, you know. But it's well here. I want to see. I, it's I smoother because it. it's smaller. Yeah. <laughs> right when you blow something up and make it huge, you're going to see more flaws because it's just that huge, right? Yeah. But when you go to a smaller theater, yeah, it's going to look smoother because all right. of those 
like what I really liked about the IMAX part was you could see like there was like speckles of dirt and little things in there and it, it looked more old timey because when you see it you'll you'll know what I mean because there's black and white sections but there are black and white shots in IMAX and yeah. when it goes to it you're like holy crap that's smooth that looked yeah. fantastic and it I mean it, it just pulls it right out and you can see the grain like goes away and everything like the the imperfections I should say all of that goes away and you're just looking at a giant floor to ceiling image that you're like that looks gorgeous whether it's color or black and white and then they go back they'll go back to a, another part. and I, I feel like I haven't seen this anywhere but I feel like the IMAX shots are like this is like I don't want to say fact but this is like his exact perception of what happened. Okay. Um, if, if you're not familiar with the movie yet, it's, it's not a spoiler, but the character, character person, Strauss played by Robert Downey Jr. Um, the black and white scenes are through him or not necessarily through his vision, but it's not Oppenheimer's vision. The color scenes are through, it's like his first person perspective of these incidents. Okay. That and now that's why I said when they go to IMAX, I feel like this is just really coming home with wow, this is m- even more important to pay attention to. And I found it. And like I said last week, I was like, the seeing I saw it twice in you know, uh, X plus in, in uh, Millbury, Millbury, and it was great. But then I, I wasn't, I didn't have high hopes for IMAX. I was, I, I thought it would be good and I really wanted to see it. But at the same time, I wasn't expecting that much of a difference. And then I was blown away. So, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, holy crap, this is, this is really, really good. Um, and to the point that I think I might start doing anything that I can get my hands on down there. You know, if it's. That's, when I used to go to movies, that's the only place I used to go was. Plus, I lived in Johnston, so it's yeah. li- you know literally you know a five mile drive, yeah. and I'm I'm at I'm at the mall, so I can I can see it. Yeah, um, it's like fifteen minutes further away, I think, for me going because yeah. I go down one forty six, forty six up one forty six. Yeah. So, but uh, it's not a bad little, you know, if you plan it right. My wife and I went down, and uh, I actually I actually had to take Friday. I took Friday off from work. And we went down, we saw the 10 o'clock showing. Yeah. So, so that, you know, so we could get decent seats because everything was, and even that one was practically sold out. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's still selling really, really well, really well. It's hard yeah, to see. So I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I got to get on that. So maybe next week sometime when I'm on vacation, I should see if I can get the tickets this week for next week or something like yeah. that. So we can go down, um, and see that. What was I was going to, it's, oh, I know it was um, about the Big Bang Theory. So ah. on one one of the episodes, Sheldon gets all these cats. I think it's when he loses when yeah. he loses his job. And one of them's name is Oppenheimer. Another one is yeah. Strauss. Another it, one, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's all. all the, yep, exactly. It's all named after the Manhattan Project, right? Yeah, and uh, and and when you see the movie. The, um, you know, the Fermi labs, mm-hmm. big bang theory, when they, uh, that he's in it, Fermi's in it from oh, Chicago. Really? 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's, that's history. Right. But right. I didn't, that stuff I didn't know. But then the, even the first time I saw Oppenheimer and they're mentioning these people, I'm like, that's from big bang theory. I know. I mean, they were that accurate. And, I, and I'm not saying that. And, and John and I aren't saying that it's like, I don't think they're like consciously tied together. It's just literally how accurate in a comedy, how accurate they were with their, their writing, with their writing, with their, yeah. their sense of history for, mm-hmm. for, for like Nobel prize. Um, there was, uh, John sent it to me, um, an image. I forget which Nobel prize winner it was, but it's, it's, um, uh, oh man, what's his name? Plays Oppenheimer. I forgot his name. I'm, I'm, I'm late. Oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, C. Uh, anyways, but oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. But anyways, he's standing with this this Nobel Prize winner who was on Big Bang Theory as a Nobel Prize winner. Okay. Yeah. So and he's 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 dressed as he, he's in his Oppenheimer get up right and he's standing so they had them on hand probably you know to you know for um i don't know for uh continuity sake stuff like that and um but even like i mean all through big bang they have all sorts of you know scientists on but also comic book writers as well yeah i mean there's all kinds of history in that i mean it's yeah you know it's just a, a fun comedy but there's a lot of factual stuff yeah. John and I used to talk about it on the other podcast because of the comic book tie-in and how accurate it was to comics and comic book stores and that world. And I, I mean, I've all, that's, that's what drew me to it. And it was like, even just looking at, and I watch, I, I watch Big Bang Theory in my theater because on the big screen in like really clean, looking in the background and looking at the books, looking at the comics. But also look at their their wardrobes, their colors. It's very comic book like. It's very bright. It's very nobody no reality looks like that show. It's just right. very over the top, vibrant and like a comic book, right? And then so I've always looked at it through that lens and appreciated it for like how accurate and how fun that was. But then going through Oppenheimer and you're like I just thought that was a story, but there are threads that John and I just keep texting about like, Oh my God, this one here and this one here. And we're like, um, somebody in the movie starts playing bongos. And that's what John and I said. Sheldon plays the bongos. Right. So that night, John and I recorded, we talked about that. And we were like, that was, and I think that was the trigger to both of us separately when we saw the movie. And we were like, bongos, big bang, this, oh my God. Actually, it was long before that, that I said that I was just trying to tell my son, like the relationship between these two early in the movie. I'm like, that's Sheldon and Leonard. Cause it's a, yeah. you know, a theorist in a, uh, a um, uh, experimental. Yeah. yeah. And but then when they did the bongos, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's Sheldon. That's so funny. So, of course, John and I talk about it that night. John's five hours ahead of us. So, he, it, you know, he we hung up and it was probably midnight there. Right. Three, four hours later, I'm going to bed and I put on Big Bang Theory like John and I talk about. That's what we put on when we go to sleep. 
I put it on and it opens, it just starts up. Cause I start it. I stop it in the morning when I get up, I don't know what it was. And I start it. It was Sheldon playing bongos. Yeah. So I, I took a shot of the screen and I sent it to John. He was still up. <laughs> so it probably three o'clock in the, cause he got right. Uh, I thought he'd get it when he got up. Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we were just like, we were cracking up, but it was like, how they, like, just like, what are the odds? Well, right. And Sheldon could do them for you. But right. it was it was just so funny that it was like we were just talking about it. And then I send it to him. I was expecting him to see it when he got up in the morning. And he's he he got right back to me. I was like, I put my phone down on the nightstand. And I was like, Bleh. I was like, what the? <laughs> what are you doing up? But yeah, it, 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 it that made it fun, too. That's what, yeah. you know. It, and like John said in the stream last week, it's like it is a difficult subject. But I mean, there, there is some, there is some good stuff you can, you can glean from it because, uh, right. like I said, it's, it's a silver lining there, but yeah, but it's, and, uh, cause I know we both have to go. Um, I, like I told you, I do have that, that pilot. Oh, yeah. for, uh, so I'll, I'll get that, get that over to you. And, uh, All right. cool. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, where'd you find it? Um, not really at liberty to say how I have my, <laughs> okay. my big bang collection. Um, but nice. I will say this, I've never seen the, uh, the last episode of big bang. It's one of those things where I don't want it to ever end. So I've never, I've never watched. See it. I just saw it this morning. Never watched it. It just came up. I watched it this morning, stood there, got a little emotion. <laughs> yep. It's great. It's great. It's, uh, well, you know, Sheldon, but it's, he comes full circle. Yeah. really really good it's worth it it's worth it it's a great up a great ending for that show yeah but highly yeah, I, love I love that show i mean that's yeah they used to be my go-to show i mean i still watch it all the Todd time max that's i'm like i ended this morning I ended on my plex yeah oh yeah there you go um but yeah i ended this morning and i'll just i'll start back up again tonight when i go to bed it's episode yeah. one you go on a ride and you wake up the next morning and I might almost be at season two or something like that. Cause yeah. they're only 20, 22 minutes each or something like that. Yeah. So, right. Without cool. commercial, which is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Gotta go. Gotta yeah, I gotta go. go too. I gotta go finish doing lawn stuff. And there you go. Hey, thanks for jumping on. This is great. Said, really appreciate any, it. Anytime, you know, yeah. if you need someone right away, just let me know. Awesome. I'm usually pretty open. So, yeah. And anybody that, you know, wants to join me, email me, DJ at Brightside Home Theater, and uh, we'll get on here. Like, like, really speakers. It's real easy. Would you say this is your fourth time? I think it's my fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, and I think this time was probably the smoothest. The you smooth, know? Yeah. You were not the didn't, first time, right? You were. Yeah. You I didn't have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, sound like a babbling idiot here. Yeah. Uh, nope. I just, <laughs> just sound like, um. I just sound like yeah, I just sound like an idiot. Not a, yeah, not a babbling. You just didn't babble as much. No, it's right. it's great. It's great. It's awesome talking with you. Talking with anybody like this. It's that's what we all want. The home theater chat. So yeah. um but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Uh we'll be back later this afternoon live on YouTube, Twitter, everywhere on Tuesday afternoons, five PM Eastern. Uh and then the, obviously this podcasts come out on the podcast version comes out on friday of that so until then uh what are you gonna do go push, push play, play.
Oh, you said it at the same time. Look at that. What he said. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Talk to you soon. Later, buddy. Hey, Fred. This has been a Hey, Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.